Hello, welcome back to He Makes the Ball Talk Gibberish. Uh, so, this week we've got a bit to get through. Um, you know, we might talk about the Champions League, but, you know, is it really worth it? I mean, you know, Liverpool battered Porto, as we always knew they would. City lost to PSG. We might talk about that one, actually, uh, and the United game. Uh, Chelsea as well. Uh, it'll be quite interesting. But okay, maybe we'll talk about that at the end a little bit. Um, but yeah, mainly going to focus on the Premier League and some of the controversial topics. I thought I'd change uh, you know, the formula a little bit and sort of just talk about some of the big um, you know, the big stories from this weekend and maybe focus less on every game. I don't know. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try it this week and obviously let me know what you think. Um also shout out to our American viewer again. <laughs> Apparently you are a regular listening or you've listened twice, so welcome back if you are listening. Again, won't be about the NFL. Um did watch the Bucks game though, uh, Brady back to uh New England. It was good. Anyway, not talking about that though. We're talking about football, proper football. So um, we'll go. We'll do what we always do and go through the games in order. But as I say, we're only going to touch on the uh, games when nothing happened, basically. So first one is a big one, though. You know, United versus Everton. Um, finish one all at Old Trafford. Wow, where do we start? Where do we start with this one? I mean, oh, like you know, United. Oh God. They they are definitely going to finish fourth. Okay, now uh, obviously that's a slight revision to they are interchangeable with Liverpool. They're not. All right. I mean we're going to obviously talk about the Liverpool uh, Liverpool City game, but United are miles behind Liverpool currently. Maybe not in terms of personnel in in terms of players, but in terms of the way they're coached. Like there is simply it's chalk and cheese. Like United are so far behind them. It's it's scary, honestly. Um, I mean, this game really showed it, you know. United, they looked... I mean, they didn't even look that good at any point in this game. Like, you know, we, we've talked about how they're going to be streaky again, how they're going to, you know, a, a few games on, on the bounce, they'll look really good, and then all of a sudden they'll have a terrible time. And then, you know... And, and actually, it's becoming even more... Um, you know, it, it's becoming more defined because it's actually happening in games you know in the course of a game United will look good for like 10-15 minutes then they'll look awful for another 10-15 minutes and it's so streaky it's 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 not good anyway um so Martial got the opener uh actually that was a really nice goal um Greenwood uh zipped it into Fernandez and the defender couldn't cut it out so then it gave him a bit of space uh because the defender had committed himself to try and uh, cut, cut the ball out Fernandez then had a bit of space and uh, gave a really nice pass to Martial. I was when I was watching it, I was like, "That's too short," like, but actually it was perfectly weighted, and Martial was able to drill it in. Now, of course, anti Martial being Martial, um, it was a it was a deflected finish that if the deflection hadn't happened, it would have been straight at Pickford. So <laughs> it wasn't a great goal, but um, nice build up play. And you know Greenwood looked really lively and sharp as he always has this season. He's looked really good, um, but United didn't get the second goal. They just they just did not create anything, you know. And that's what you sacrifice uh, when you play um, McTominay and Fred. And you know obviously that's what he likes to go with. So we've been over this a thousand times. You know, if you play McTominay and Fred, you sacrifice a lot of creativity in the midfield. And there's no progression. 
You know, McTominay doesn't like to pass it forwards. In fact, he's allergic to it. Fred doesn't like to pass it forwards to our players. I said our, to United's players. Apologies, I am trying to get better at that. I'm not a United fan anymore. Um, but yeah, Fred likes to pass it forwards for a throw-in to the opposition, you know. So these these players are, are poor and they do not belong in a Manchester United side that is going to win things, if that is the ambition. Of course, again, we've talked about the owners and that's not really the ambition. As long as their bottom line is not affected and we think uh, that it's not affected as long as they keep qualifying for the Champions League, which again, we've discussed because United are going to qualify because who's going to catch them, you know? Obviously, you can talk about Spurs, Arsenal, West Ham, um, fine, Leicester. These teams are not good enough to catch them over a season. You know, their squads are not big enough. They're not. They haven't got as much quality as some of the players that United have. And so, so you know, it's always going to be United finishing fourth because they're because they're miles behind the other three. You know, United are sort of in this like vacuum where they it's just them. You know, there are three teams fighting it out for the league. Then United are definitely going to finish fourth, and then there's three other teams fighting it out for fifth to seventh. You know, it's 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 a weird one. And you know, I've been wrong in many of my predictions thus far, but trust me, I think United they're nailed on fourth because there's no one. They have the they have one of the better squads. In fact, they have a better squad than some other teams that will finish above them, namely Liverpool. I mean, they've got a better, they've got a deeper squad, in my opinion, than Liverpool. But Liverpool will use their, will use it better, and they'll win games that that United won't win. I mean, United should have beaten Everton at home. Liverpool will beat Everton at home. City will beat Everton at home. Chelsea will beat Everton at home. You know, um, or they'll beat those type of teams as well. You know. It's just it's just frustrating, uh, you know. For it must be for United fans because we've 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 you know they've it's 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 going to just keep happening with this manager. I'm kind of now, unfortunately, of that thinking where you know I I always supported Solskjaer, you know, back in the in the day uh, last season and the season before. I was kind of like you know what, give him time, whatever. But uh, you know, how much time do you need? Like, do you know what I mean? Like. The direction is clearly wrong because of the transfer window this year. You know, they had an opportunity there to go and get a midfielder, which could have then changed the way they play. And it would have been a lot more progressive, a lot more attacking, would a lot more fluid, and it would have been better to watch. And it would have been more effective. They would have won more games. But instead, they went and got Ronaldo, who was essentially a publicity stunt. You know, I mean, I watched the highlights on the, you know, Sky Sports Football YouTube channel watch the highlights every week for, for all these games. And they've still got a whole section dedicated to Ronaldo signing for United. It's like a month ago. Why have you still got a section? Sky Sports. You know, it's ridiculous. And, and you know, you see through it, don't you? You know, the owners are like, right, let's stop the fans questioning us. Let's, let's make the noise positive. Especially in the wake of the Super League, you know, the European Super League, which is still very much alive. Um, you know the, that it, it's it's very cynical. I know it's a very cynical point of view to hold, but it's that's that's what I think. Like honestly, it was a it's a publicity stunt. He is a publicity stunt standing, and you know now apparently he's unhappy with Solskjaer. You know apparently you know Gary Neville was saying, oh it looks looks really bad because he's sulking and, and storming down the tunnel. 
And it's like, I don't really know what Ronaldo expected. You know, if he's going to sign for United, when they he must have watched him at some point last season and thought, fuck me, if I've got to play with Fred, then we're definitely not going to win anything. You know what I mean? So I don't really know what he thought. Anyway, anyway, so we'll talk about Everton for a bit. You know, sorry, uh, got a bit sidetracked, but yeah, Everton's goal. So because United were, they weren't really pushing for 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 a second goal. I mean, I suppose they were in the sense that they had the ball, but um, yeah, it was it was. I mean, they they were just not really creating any chances, and so you know, Everton obviously broke on them. Like, like, they, they, you know, like United are very weak at the back. I mean, Maguire wasn't playing. So, you know, Lindelof, who is, like, really poor, really poor. I mean, they, they call him Iceman. It's because he moves like a glacier, you know, he's absolute shite. So, yeah, uh, you know, it was too easy for, for Everton just to, it was like three passes. And basically what happened was Fred got completely bullied by Damari Gray. And Fred had a shocker. This was probably... I've said it before. I've said it many times. But this was probably Fred's worst game for United. And, you know, he was passing it out. He wasn't getting anywhere near the ball. And for the for, for Everton's goal, you know, Demario Gray just, just, you know, shrugged him off. Like, he got there first and just, like, oh, to the loose ball. And then he... Watch the highlights. Honestly, you'll be disgusted by, by Fred's actions. It was honestly so lightweight. It was it was awful, um, and yeah, and it was a nice little finish from from Townsend. And then they were lucky that they that Everton didn't win because, luckily for Man United, uh, Tom Davis is allergic to shooting, and so he opted to square it to an offside player. So that was in like the eighty ninth minute or something. So, you know, they were very lucky. But yeah, um, really poor. You know, United aren't going to get anywhere this season. Um, I mean that they had their last minute winner against Villarreal, which was you know that man again, Ronaldo. He's everywhere, isn't he? So you know they're gonna have to rely on that a lot. You know, they're gonna have to rely on last minute Ronaldo goals because they've set up in a way now that is completely reliant on him. You know, they 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 all they seem to do is is know how to pass it to him and to and to basically play long balls up to him and get people around him. And it's quite quite a reductive way of playing. And United just I mean they've got a lot of problems, you know. Apparently as I say, Ronaldo's unhappy, Pogba's unhappy, Sancho is unhappy, obviously we know Van der Baker's unhappy. All this these rumours coming out that everyone's a bit unhappy with Solskjaer. And I saw him in the in the ninetieth minute he was giving instructions like you can like you'll probably see it on BT Sport if if you've like I don't know if you have a recording of the game or whatever. He's giving instructions in the last minute when they've just you know when they're still drawing one all, and he smiles and like sort of sticks his tongue out at one of his players and it's like what the fuck are you doing like it, like fans will be really not happy to see that anyway. He's just he's just a bit of a joke I think and like you know United. They are a bit of a joke under him, and you know, because no one's taking them seriously. And with this squad and with Ronaldo signing, they should be doing better. But you know, I'm sure United, you know, if you are a United fan, let me know because uh, I, I think they should be doing a lot better with that squad. And I think that really the squad should look different. They should not have signed Ronaldo, they should have signed a midfielder. I'll say it every single day if you ask me, what do you think of United? That is my answer.
that they're poor because of mismanagement in the transfer window. And generally, the manager is not good enough. Uh, Everton as well. Let's let's talk about Everton quickly. You know, so they were all right in this game. You know that they they came and and you know a point at Old Trafford, even with this poor United side, is a good point to get. And you know Benitez is pragmatic. He 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 he's been there, done that. He knows what it's all about, and he got a point, and and he was happy with it. I mean, Everton didn't really show any much ambition, but they were unlucky to actually not get three points because of a marginal offside decision. It was offside, but you know. It was. It was. On another day, it could. It might not have been. Do you know what I mean? Like it. It could have changed. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everton. Will, they'll be fine. You know. We've. We've obviously said in the past that Everton aren't great to watch. Uh, I actually have been proven wrong on that. They've been all right uh, over the over the first seven games or so, but you know, long term, looking longer term, Everton will, you know. Benitez will get more, like he'll stamp more authority on it, and he they'll get him, they'll get he'll get them playing the way he wants them to, which is a much more pragmatic style. Um, then again, he has signed, and and obviously Andros Townsend is having a really good few weeks, like he's having a good month or what have you. Um, you know, he is a bit hit and miss. I think uh, he's shown that through his career, um, but I think Damari Gray is playing very well, and I think he looks like a really good player. You know, so we'll see. But Everton will finish, you know, they're not going to finish top four. We've said this again. Still want an Everton fan to let me know what progress would actually represent, what it would look like, because if they're not going to get top four, then what what do they want? So, you know, if you are an Everton fan, let me know. Like, you know, get in touch. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on. So Burnley versus Norwich. Good Lord. Good Lord. So this was nil-nil, unsurprisingly, you know, two of the worst attacks against two of the worst defences, actually. So, you know, you probably would have thought, well, maybe there'll be one goal, but no. They're all dead. They've just shite. Um And, you know, the thing is, like, you know, we're going to talk about a few teams who at the bottom who played each other. You know, just because these shite teams beat each other doesn't mean they're going to be all right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're always going to get a result like that. Like, I mean, Wolves beat Newcastle um, this weekend. And it's just, you know, that doesn't mean that they're good all of a sudden. I mean, don't get me wrong, Wolves are going to be fine. But, um, you know, we'll talk about them in a minute anyway. But, yeah, Burnley-Norwich, not much to say about them, really. Should we be worried? <laughs> yes, yes, about both of these teams. I mean, neither of them have won. Um, you know, obviously Norwich are completely bottom. Um, Burnley are 18th, uh, as I say, haven't won. They have played so- some tough sides, and so have Norwich. But, then again... When you are at the bottom, um, you know when you are Norwich and Burnley, every side is tough, which which is unfortunately the harsh reality of being one of the uh, less financially powerful teams in the division. Unfortunately, every team is going to be tough, and you know it's it's not it's 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 not good, and it, and you know it it doesn't get any easier. So, you know Norwich. They they will go down, you know, as as we've said, and Burnley. Oh, I mean, look. Usually they they have a bit of a run, you know, that will, should hopefully happen soon for them, you know, if they want to stay up. But you know, that Burnley more than anyone down there. You wouldn't be surprised if they all of a sudden go. I mean, last season they went to Anfield and won, you know. They're the type of team to turn over United or Liverpool or Tottenham. You know, 
one of these bigger sides where you think, oh, okay, well, you know, Burnley should probably lose that. They they win, and then it sparks a bit of a run, which it did last season when they beat Liverpool at Anfield. I don't want to say that too much, you know, but they did beat Liverpool at Anfield last season. Uh, they won't do it this season, though, because they look shite. So, but then again, they did last season as well. So, I don't know what it is. Like, I just think that Burnley, maybe it's their year, because it's just, maybe it's their year to go down, because... I'm not, I don't know. I just, I just kind of just hope they do. To be honest with you, I don't really like them. But you know, they're they're not great to watch. Um, and yeah, and Norwich. I'd rather watch Norwich than Burnley. To be honest with you. So, um, but yeah, I think both of these teams. Well, Norwich will go down, and I don't know about Burnley, but I think they will because you know, there's one team who are definitely worse. The two teams who are definitely worse than Norwich and Newcastle. Um, but other than that, well, Watford actually, yeah, Watford. I. Okay, they might be all right. They're, it's going to be close. Like Burnley will be very close to the bottom this year for sure, and they might go down. Um, anyway, Chelsea versus Southampton. Let's talk about them. So Chelsea one three one. You know, going along quite nicely. Chelsea. I mean, they're not. They're not really. Uh, you know, they're not really a surprise package, are they? You kind of know what you're going to get. Last season, last week they uh, they played played City, of course, uh, and and lost. So, but you know, back to winning ways. I suppose like something like that can derail you a little bit. But Southampton at home, quite a nice easy one for them to try and get back on track with, and they did. You know, um, they were they were the much better side. Um, you know, they absolutely battered them. They had twenty shots. So you know, it was. It was it, it it was yeah a good performance from them really I mean like back to back to the old ways I must apologise to Chelsea fans though if there are any listening uh, since I said that Lukaku would fire you to the league he hasn't really scored so apologies for that um, but you know he'll obviously come good uh, he's that type of striker you know he, he's just he's always he's 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 a poacher but he's much more than that and so he's always like and he he strikes me as an always positive player do you know what I mean like he doesn't really even if he goes like three, four games without scoring, you'd still think that he's going to score in the next game. Whereas, you know, someone like Werner, you know, who does also play for Chelsea uh, and who did score in this game. Uh, but, you know, I never thought his streak, of, he didn't score for so long and you just thought, is he ever going to score again? So, you know, um, but yeah, Chelsea will be fine. I mean, uh, will they win the league? That's the question. Like, you know, obviously we've said it's either going to be City and Chelsea. I would obviously put Liverpool in that bracket now. You know, I'm kind of expanding it. It's either going to be Liverpool, City or Chelsea because Liverpool have been so impressive, um, even with such a small squad. Again, though, let's not let's not jump the gun because Liverpool, yeah, I would put them in the bracket, but it would be quite remarkable if they won the league due to their squad size compared to Chelsea and City. Like, I think that they would have to be go on a ridiculous run and obviously they'd have to have no other injuries because they can barely, you know, without fielding young players such as Curtis Jones, for example, they 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 can't really put a side out. So, you know, it's uh they haven't got an experienced squad, put it that way. And I think that you know, to, 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 they haven't got experienced players to plug the gaps is what I mean. You know, obviously Liverpool have a good squad. It's just that you know, when you when you compare it to Chelsea and City's, it's it's there's is so much more vast. It's crazy. So anyway, look, going back to Chelsea, um, yeah, they're going to be there or thereabouts. Now, Southampton, they are... Also, right, we will talk about 
um, the red card for Ward-Prowse. I don't know. I don't know about it, to be honest with you. I think that if you watch the highlight, you know, you can watch the red card or what have you. Basically, it is not a good tackle. It's not a good tackle. Jorginho has the ball and he flicks it away. It's right on the edge of the Chelsea box, though, okay? So it is completely legitimate for Ward-Prowse to be trying to win the ball, which I think is it is a legitimate attempt. It is also not that late. The ball leaves just as he as he hits Jorginho, you know? And also, he's not wild in the air. He's not scissoring him or anything. In fact, if he had scissored him, it probably would have been a yellow card. But the fact that his studs landed on Jorginho's ankle, but he wasn't coming over the top of the ball. He was simply just sliding along the ground. And I don't think he was particularly high or anything. We've seen worse tackles not get red carded. And, you know, with the help of VAR, these referees should be getting that right. And I, I personally think, I mean, this is the problem with VAR. I think that's not a red card. The referee thinks it's a red card. A lot of Southampton fans will think it's not. A lot of Chelsea fans will think it is. A lot of, you know, neutral fans will think, you know, either or. You know, they're, 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 you're, you're going to... That is a 50-50 one, in my opinion. Like, essentially, you're going to be split on that. You know, you, and quite frankly, no one is going to agree on it, which is... So how can you give a red card for it? You know, it's it's... It's such a it's such a ridiculous. It, it's it's Martin Atkinson, the referee, who is a shit referee by the way, and has been a shit referee for a number of years, getting it wrong, you know. And these referees, yeah, we should respect them. We shouldn't abuse them, of course not. But we should be, you know, in the richest sport, in the richest league, in the richest sport, we should be hiring competent referees, surely. You know, not referees who, who, are, who are right up their own arse, who think that they're the most important person on the pitch, who think that they're the fucking bee's knees. You know, it annoys me. Like, I don't think that's a red card. And, you know, obviously people are going to disagree with me. And that's the point. That is the point. If we can't get, you know, a consensus on these decisions, then how can we make them? You know, how can we say, right... And also, what's the point of using VAR on it? You know, because it's a subjective opinion. It's It's an opinion. It is... Anyway, look, we obviously have problems with VAR, <laughs> but, you know, I think it works well for the most part. But with red cards, they're too subjective. You can't use them. Anyway, um, but Southampton, should we be worried? That's a, apparently one of my catchphrases. But, yeah, should we be worried? I don't think so. I think that Hassan Hootel's a good manager. I think that's what may separate them because he is a good manager and he's one of the better ones. You know, he's better than Steve Bruce. Um He's better than Farke, you know, I mean, Farke, like Daniel Farke, he, Norwich manager, he likes them to play in a certain way, but they just haven't got the players for it. So, you know, Norwich won't, obviously, will go down. Uh, he's better than, you know, a lot of managers. He's, he's, I'm surprised he's still at Southampton, to be honest with you. I wouldn't, I would have thought that he'd been, he'd have been on maybe Tottenham's radar this summer, because uh, he's, he's quite impressive, I think, uh, Hassan Utel. He's got some uh, good ideas, but, uh, you know, I think Southampton will be fine. But, you know, I've been wrong, haven't I? So, we'll see. Uh, anyway, Leeds versus Watford. Now, Leeds won this 1-0. And, you know, are we back to the old Leeds? I certainly hope so. You know, it was their first win of the season. And it'll be good to see them in the league for a while. You know? So, it, it, it'll be... 
it would be nice to to you know see them do well again this season because they were you know I've 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 spoken about Leeds at length you know and then obviously they're the neutrals favourite and what have you but yeah they they are good to watch and I, I, it would really be really nice to see them do well and yeah look, you know judging from um, the game it looked as though and the stats it looked as though that Leeds were dominant against Watford which was uh, you know they had twenty shots so you know that they they did batter and. And my God, they hit the bar towards the end. And oh, I can't remember the guy's name who hit the bar. Um, what was his name? It was number... Oh, my God, what was his name? It wasn't Harrison. It was Roberts, right? Roberts hit the bar. And honestly, it would have been goal of the season. It was amazing. Like I wish it had gone in because it's better. Now, this might be a little bit controversial, but it's better than any overhead kick. The way he kicks it. He, he does a bicycle kick, but it's out to the side. And so he sort of like, I don't know how he gets his leg like 90 degrees from his hip out to the side, but he did it somehow. And it was insane. Like, I wish it had gone in because it was so good. Um, but yeah, Leeds will be fine. You know, should we be worried? No, they'll be fine. Uh, I will try to stop using that phrase. Apologies. I'm uh, overusing it because someone said that, is that becoming a catchphrase? I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. It was not intentional. I'll put it that way. Anyway, Watford. Good Lord. Watford, because they're, they're the ones that might go down as well. That's the thing. Um, the manager, Zisco, got sacked after this game. It was a poor performance against Leeds, who haven't been good, but they were always going to put in a good performance, this Leeds side, because that's what you get from them. Yes, they may lose like five games on the bounce, but they're always dangerous. And, you know, if you try and go like, you know, toe to toe with them and you're Watford, then you're going you're gonna to lose. And, you know, Watford, it was not a good performance from them. And the manager has unfortunately been sacked. So we all got it wrong. You know, last week we were trying to predict the sack race. And I said, Nuno, foolish, you know, foolish. Because they're not going to sack Nuno, are they, that early? But yeah, should have should have backed Watford, really. Because they're crazy. They had like 17 managers in 10 years or something mental. Something, honestly, something mad like that. So, you know, yeah. I think they'll probably go down. But then again, it depends how uh, how well Ranieri does. You know, welcome back Ranieri, the tinker. Tinker man. Uh, he, uh, he's back in the league, you know. Obviously, last in the league with Leicester, I do believe. You know, won them the league, which was a fantastic story. I didn't appreciate it at the time, but uh, <laughs> it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll see what he can do. But, you know, I think, I think Ranieri... He's a bit of a he's a bit of a risk, I think. I think he's a bit of a dodgy one, but we'll see. You know, we'll see, we'll see see what he does. You know, I, th- I think Watford they'll be better with him. Whether they'll be good enough, I don't know. Anyway, Wolves versus Newcastle. Wolves one two one. Good performance from them. I think that you know, again, you know, we've said we mentioned it earlier that you know these two teams are not they're not two of the better sides. You know, but Wolves they're better than a, than a lot of sides. You know, they're better than like you know half of the sides in the division so so they'll be fine even with the new manager with the transition is absolutely fine because they've got back uh, Jimenez and Jimenez had a really good performance against Newcastle he, he, uh, the, for, the, for the second goal he um, turned lovely like picked it up in the, on the halfway line and with his back to goal and just turned two fellas and it was beautiful uh, and, then, and then he got his head up and actually released the pass nicely and the, and the and the fellow score what was his, what's his name um yeah so uh he chan 
he uh, he got his second goal. He got a couple of goals. So the thing is with Wolves, they play better football than a lot of these rubbish sides. So you kind of like them, you know, that you kind of root for them. And I and I think they'll be honestly they'll be fine. They got better players than a lot of them. So yeah, they'll be fine. Um, they'll probably finish mid table, you know. But Newcastle, oh dear, on the like complete opposite end of the scale, they will go down. I I am convinced of it. I I mean, you know, we've been making some knee jerk predictions on this chat, for sure. But Newcastle, I mean, there's no redeeming features, is there? You know that you've got new you've got Steve Bruce, who is a dinosaur, and they and you've got shite players. You know, you've got Jeff Hendrick, you got Shelby, who I quite like. You know, John Joe Shelby, not too bad. But you got you know, but you know he can't do it all himself, and and he's not amazing. And you got Longstaff, you got. <clears throat> You got fellas who just simply do not belong in other sides because they wouldn't get in them. You know, the only fella who's good is St. Maximam. And if he leaves in January, which pff, you wouldn't blame him, would you? Then they'll be done. And, and pff, honestly, if they're not done by then, then they'll be lucky. Because they just they just don't look. And the owner's not bothered. And that's the problem. You know, obviously we've talked about states owning football clubs as well. But, you know, quite frankly, owners like Mike Ashley shouldn't be allowed to own football clubs as well. Because he's been nothing but trouble. He's taken money out. He's not... In, he, I mean, the stadium is awful. You know, the uh, they haven't done any work on the stadium since he's been there. He's been there for a good 10 years. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a bit depressing. They don't. They don't sign anybody in Newcastle. He doesn't spend any money on the, uh, on the squad, and it's just through a Newcastle fan, it must be awful. And you know, I do sympathise with them because, you know, it, it's terrible watching your football club, you know, just get treated like a, a plaything. And yeah, it's it's not good. I do not think they should be allowed to sell to the Saudi Arabian. Um, royal family though like certainly not because we do not need another club like City and PSG we don't need clubs like that so yeah I don't know I don't know what the solution is though but but Newcastle oh boy they they might be going down for sure um, yeah unless unless they look if he sacks Bruce tomorrow and then gets someone in like oh, I don't know uh, well, who do you get I suppose that is the question but you know, Newcastle are a bigger like they're they're big, big club. You know, more historic, more history. Sorry, couldn't get my words out then. Than a lot of these other clubs in in the league. So you know, why why can't they go and get someone quite decent? I mean, you know, off the top of my head, um, you know, uh, oh god, there's no one. There's no. I can't think of anyone. Um, but you know, oh, like you know, you could go and get. Maybe not Martinez, actually. You know, in fact, definitely not. He's in line for the Barcelona job. You could get Koeman, actually, you know, because he's going to be leaving Barcelona soon. But you probably wouldn't want him because he is a bit shit. Look, I don't know. But I'm just saying, give a young manager a chance. He's much, there's, there's, there's hundreds of managers out there who are going to be better for you than Steve Bruce. So, I don't know. I think that's probably the route they should go down. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see what they do. I mean, I don't like Newcastle. I gotta be honest with you, but I'm trying to stay a little bit neutral or whatever, but I really don't want to see them go down because of a shit owner. Like that is just not that's just not great. That's not fair at all, really, is it? So, you know, if everyone had all the like, you know, if everyone had equal resources and, you know, 
and 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 then or like you know if everyone had a good owner who wanted the best for the football club and invested what they could and what have you and and everyone you know was more on an even playing field then if the, if you went down you could accept it but the fact that Newcastle has been kind of left to rot the way it has been they barely survive every year like it must be it must be heartbreaking because this could be their year where they go down because if they don't get any help because Mike Ashley doesn't care the owner does not give a fuck so you know it's it's just a shame anyway uh let's keep going Brighton versus Arsenal so Brighton my guys, Brighton, love them. <laughs> People start calling me a glory hunter now that I'm a Brighton fan. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think they're great to watch and they absolutely dominated Arsenal. Uh, you know, they had some good chances, uh, which it's, it's frustrating that they didn't win because it would have been nice to see them go top, especially against Palace, you know. It would have just been nice to see them go top. But, um, you know, there's still time for that, you know, because they might still be kicking around towards the top of the league. I mean, they're only two points behind Chelsea. So, you know, it, it would have just been nice to see it because, you know, you don't, you don't really see it that often. Um, but, you know, I said for Arsenal not to get too carried away after that Spurs game. And I was right. You know, they... they I mean, Brighton obviously are playing incredibly well at the moment and they're very confident and they play good football. So it was a tough place to go for Arsenal who were just sort of... You know, trying to get their shit together, basically. But, you know, it was two sides who, you know, obviously Brighton are there, you know, they're, they're near the top of the league uh, unexpectedly, but on merit, I would say. And Arsenal, well, I suppose I suppose people didn't expect them to be near the top of the league, but then again, people weren't expecting them. I certainly wasn't expecting them to be as bad as they've been over the first seven games. But, you know, they seem to be picking it up. You know, three wins on the bounce, and uh, you know, but again, you know, we did talk about this last last week. Who have they beaten? No one good. You know, Norwich, Burnley, Spurs. So yeah, when when you come up against a decent side, you know, you're not you might not necessarily win, and that's exactly what's happened. So, but Arsenal, you know, it's it's not the table isn't thinning out yet. You know, obviously we're very close to the start of the season. We're only seven games in. Usually. I, I say around about 10 games, you can start to see, you know, the, the, as I say, it starts to thin out a little bit and the, and the table, like, you know, 16th place won't jump to 12th with one win, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, now it still can happen, you know? So, you know, when that stops happening, we'll kind of know where people are, kind of are. So, which, which uh, obviously is going to happen in, in, like, a month or so. So, but Arsenal are very close to the to the top four, you know, right now. So, but as I say, they just don't have the squad for it, and they don't. And you know, obviously, we've spoken about the manager at United being shit. Um, Arteta is certainly unproven, and it seems as though he, I mean he's been there for two years now. You know, it just it's just not clicked yet. And how long do you give that? You know, I mean, if Arsenal are still eleventh in a month or two months. You know, if they if they're in the bottom half of the table at Christmas, do you go? Hmm, let's give him another six months. Like I don't know. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> like I think this squad, I think the Arsenal squad in its current form is better than eleventh. That that is my argument. So yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like Arsenal fans, I think that they are definitely disappointed with the way things have turned out this season so far. I know I would be. So, but yeah, but Brighton on the other hand. 
fantastic. And you know, if they if they're on the television over the weekend, watch them because they're a really good watch. Um, and another quick word on Arsenal: that goalkeeper uh, Ramsdale is so much more of an upgrade on Leno. Like, wow, it, you know, Arsenal with that goalkeeper, they will do better. But I still don't think they'll get in the Champions League because you know the squad is just not good enough, basically, in my opinion. Anyway, Brighton, I really hope they do get Europe, and I think they, you know, if they, if they continue to play in the way they do, what is it, top seven, top eight teams get Europe now, something like that? It's mad, you know, basically the top half of the table. So Brighton are on course to do a lot better than they did last season, and actually, I was quite surprised that they were they they finished quite poorly last season, you know, because they, they were in a relegation battle for a long time because. The, the manager's just so good. Like I, I, He's just got them playing really well this season, which is great to see. Anyway, uh, right, moving on to the Sunday games. There were a lot of Sunday games, four Sunday games. So uh, Palace versus Leicester. Um, yeah, this ended 2-all. Um, again, you know, Palace were really good. <laughs> like Since I said they were shite, since I said they were shocking and they were nailed on to go down, they've been really good. So, you know, again, Palace fans, I am sorry. But maybe I should say that they're shit because then it makes them play better. So who knows? But, you know, maybe it is all because of me. Any, <laughs> But yes, uh, Palace, um, they were really unlucky to be like 2-0 down at half-time. So Leicester, it basically it went 2-0 and then, you know, at half-time, two quick goals, Iheanacho and Vardy. Um, and then, yeah, Palace you know, fought back. But they, they had dominated the first half. Like Palace was so good in this game. Like it was crazy. Uh, and it was really shocking that they that they went into honestly, um, but yeah, like nothing really controversial happened in this game. We haven't actually hit any controversy yet. We're getting we're waiting for the last game for that. But um, yeah, Palace, they'll be fine. I think you know if they keep playing like this, if they keep progressing, uh, you know they got Conor Gallagher who's really good for them. Zahar, who. Yeah, he's a good player, but I think he he demands the ball a bit too much, and he's and he's very naughty with the <laughs> with his teammates. Like, wait, if you don't give him the ball, he'll tell you about it. And I think that you know you need that in in some ways, but I don't know. It just it just strikes me as a bit of a I don't know. It just seems like a bit of a knob on the pitch. Probably he's probably a nice guy off it, but you know he's just like and he's probably just because he's a, a winner, but um. Anyway, like he's 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 a good player, and Palace have good players and better players than the teams who will get relegated, you know. So, and they seem to invest well in Edward. He looks like a good striker. So yeah, it looks it's um it's going all right for Palace. You know, they had a rough start, to be expected with a new manager. To be fair, so apologies for the earlier stuff, but um yeah, they're going all right for Vieira. So yeah, they'll be fine. Not going to finish anywhere anywhere amazing, but you know. They'll be safe, and uh, then hopefully next next season, when the ideas are in place, it could it could go better, and that's the whole point, isn't it? You know, eventually progressing. Because under Hodgson, yes, you were going to stay up, but was it really good to watch? No. You know, was it entertaining? No. Were they going to go places? No. So you know, I think it's the right choice. Uh, and actually, on reflection, this year it's probably a really good choice because there are a lot of poor sides in the league. So, you know, you, you should be able to stay up even with a, 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 a novice in charge like Vieira, who has also, who looks really good. So I, I think that's fine. 
Uh, Leicester, on the other hand, won. Like, I mean, look, they're obviously not going to get relegated. Of course not. Um, Brendan Rodgers is a good manager. They've got a good squad. Vardy has scored six goals, even though he's been really isolated uh, in a lot of games and barely has a kick. Um, but but you know they're just not going to get as high as they've as they've been previously, in my opinion. Um, they suffered obviously a really bad injury to a, to a key defender preseason for uh, Wesley Fofana. Is that his name Wesley? It's definitely Fofana. But anyway, um, you know he got injured in a horrible tackle against Villarreal. It was a disgusting tackle for pre, especially for preseason, and he broke his leg. So you know he's out for at least till the new year, and that was a real blow because he looked really good for them uh, in the in the previous season, and you know it, it, made, it made them short on numbers, especially with Johnny Evans being injured as well. So you know. They're relying heavily on Sionchu, who's uh, an accident waiting to happen. He makes a lot of mistakes, um, that that lad, and they just don't look defensively solid with him in the team. Uh, and they, they signed a new fella, Vestergaard, from Southampton, who's taken a little bit of time to settle in. Uh, you know, especially when it's when it's two defenders, you have to form a partnership, and that takes a bit of time. So, you know, it's it's been a bit tough for them. Now... You know that whether it'll get better, like significantly so, so that they can challenge further up the table. Um, I don't know. I think I think they've given, even at this early stage. I mean, look, Leicester are on eight points. You know, United are on fourteen points, so they're only six points behind. Actually, to be fair, I thought it was a little bit more significant than that. But you know, it's it, there's two, there's a gap in the squads already. So to give, you know, United, City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Everton, Brighton, Spurs. Villa, Arsenal, to give them all a head start on you and you've got to finish ahead of three of them. No, sorry, you've got to finish ahead of four of them. You know, to to get to get in the Champions League is a tall it's it's a big ask, you know. So they they won't do it. They definitely won't. Um and you know, I I don't know any Leicester fans. But, you know, if you happen to be listening to this as a Leicester fan, um, you know, if you thought that this season was going to be a fourth place finish, because, you know, you finished fifth two two years in a row up to now uh, and missed out just on on the top four. If you finish fifth or sixth again in, in the Europa League again, I think that's fine for Leicester. I personally think that's a, that's a, a good season and that's your target. But maybe for Leicester fans, it's not enough. I don't know. But I, I, don't, I just think this season, it's too much to ask to get in the top four. But, you know, I don't know. I, don't, I think maybe Leicester fans will think differently. Anyway, um, Spurs versus Villa. So we'll just quickly go through this because, uh, you know, Spurs won 2-1. Uh, you know, fair enough. I think that it's it relie- relieves the pressure a bit. And, you know, my mate who's a Tottenham fan, he said to me, look, we're six games in, like, when he, when we were speaking, you know, give the man time. And it's like, yeah, fair, fair enough. Like, you've got to give him time. Of course you do. And that's great. But if the ambition is to get in the top four again, then I just don't think he's your man. I think even if you give him three years, four years, five years, even if you give him all the time in the world, he will not take that squad playing that football into the top four. 
there's too many good teams, you know, and there's too many teams who play better than than you and beat the small teams and brush them aside. And, you know, it would take a monumental fuck-up from United. And granted, they certainly have that in them, especially with this manager, especially with this system, especially with that fucking Fred. It would take a fuck-up, though, of, that. you know, they'd have to go on a, on a streak of, like, not winning for, like, 10 games or something. Well, that's a bit excessive, but... You know, if United didn't win for a month or two, then Tottenham could get in the top four. But that means that Tottenham have to win every game for those for that month or two, which I don't think they would. So this is that's the problem. I think I think Tottenham have to be exceptional to get in the top four, and this manager will never get them to to that level. They will never be exceptional under him. That's just my opinion, and that's not ju- and that's not me going oh after seven games of of Tottenham in the league. It's me watching two years of him at Wolves, you know. And apparently, yes, he did. You know, apparently he was uh, at Valencia, and you know they were they were convinced to hire him because of videos of his team at Valencia, which I find a bit baffling if it's true. But you know, we know how defensive he is, or he we know how he's been defensive in England, and he has taken that to Spurs, and you know, it's. They, they're going to win. Like, look, they're Spurs. You know, they've got a decent squad. They're not going to lose every game or anything like that. But they just, especially with Harry Kane not playing well as well. That's that's the frustrating thing. Kane is not playing well. If, if Kane was playing well and scoring goals, then this would then this would paper over the cracks massively. And, you know, yeah, they're, they're you know, after seven games, they're eighth, you know, and they're only like a few points behind the lead. Yeah, great. But it's just the way that they're playing is is just not. You don't have any confidence that they're going to put a run together. Um, you know, are they? I mean, yeah, they beat City on the opening day, but they've been battered by Chelsea. Are they going to beat Liverpool? Are they going to beat even United? I don't. I don't. I mean, Villa. Look, they beat Villa though, and Villa are a good side. So, but but they're on a level lower than those teams that I've just mentioned. So, anyway. They won. Excellent. You know, well done. I, it, it was a good win for them and a much needed one to take the pressure off Nuno, as I say. So, you know, let's see. Let's see what happens. If they can get Kane firing, then maybe, they can, then, then maybe they'll be a lot better. But, you know, I, I think he does need to try and move into a little bit more of a progressive attacking uh, way of playing. Um, but, the, you know, uh, but anyway, uh, Villa. Let's talk about Villa quickly. Um really like him yeah <laughs> you know I, I like watching him see if Tottenham played like Villa then I'd have more confidence in him but Villa because Villa play really well um I was a bit disappointed with Konza for the for the opening goal I think he should have closed down Hoiberg a little bit quicker uh he gave he, Hoiberg is not you know he is not a striker by any definition you know he's a defensive midfielder and he's very good at it uh he had about two or three seconds of just like uninterrupted talent, like no one closing down whatsoever on the edge of the box, and he just and he just bent it into the corner. And like you know, if you give any professional that amount of time, he's most likely going to hit the target at least. So you know, a bit poor from Concer. I thought he and I like Edry Concer. I think he's a really good defender, and I think he should have gone to the Euros uh, for England. But I was disappointed with that, and um, especially when you got Tyrone Mings next year, who makes a lot of mistakes. Um, you know, he needs to be the good one, and unfortunately he did not close down Hoiberg very well there. Um, 
But yeah, Ollie Watkins, my guy, scored the equaliser. He's a good player. Glad he's in the England squad. He's a really good player, uh, really intelligent. It was a lovely little finish actually, because like the cross was so like it was whipped in along the along the ground from target. I think it was whipped it in, and it was so fast. But Watkins, it it looked like a shot the way he'd hit it. But Watkins was able just to sort of steer it. It was so good. It was really good. Watch it if you if you want. Um, but yeah, Tottenham ended up winning the game with through an own goal. Well, it was classed as an own goal. Um, I thought it was a bit harsh on Mora, but you know, I thought because I thought it was nipped slightly onto Mora's foot. I could be wrong. Obviously, the league look at these things, so I probably am wrong. But um, you know, Son, another another good player. Obviously, that that, that Spurs have uh, Son, who's one of the best players in the league uh, on his day. Um, you know, so they do have good players, and I think Tottenham, you know, if they if they can start playing attacking more attacking football, then they will be a threat and they will finish high up the league. But I don't think this is the guy to do it. That's my opinion. Um, we'll see how it goes. You know. I think uh, Spurs fans may agree with me on that. I'm not sure. Anyway, West Ham versus Brentford. Uh, West Ham lost this game 2-1. Um, you know, Brentford, amazing. Playing really well. Like, you know, and I must apologise to them as well. I'm making a lot of apologies this week, so I apologise. <laughs> but, um, you know, since you know, since I said, oh, has, have they run out of steam? As, as the, you know, uh, is the passion, will passion alone keep them up? Not only have they still been passionate, they have been good. Like actually playing some fantastic football, which is really good to see. I think like it's 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 what Norwich want to do, but but you know they can't implement. Whereas Brentford um, have have gone about it really well, and and you know I don't know what the difference is. You know because Norwich fans must be just as happy as Brentford fans to see their team in the in the Premier League, but I, I don't know. I honestly really, I mean. They have the same principles, the two managers, you know, they like to play attacking football. I think that um, Brentford have been a little bit more, uh, they've been braver in going about it because he does play the two up front, which, you know, can leave you uh, short in midfield. But it's been, they, they've been really impressive, Brentford. So, and, um, you know, West Ham, they're going to be fine. You know, they're going to, they're going to, get Europe again in the in the Europa League probably um, and I think that again represents I mean because what do you want like as, as, as a West Ham fan you know David Moyes has actually gone away surprisingly and learnt and thought you know what I'm going to try and start playing more attacking football and I think West Ham do play some very good football I think it's uh, very impressive what he's done because you know you don't want old school David Moyes managing your team of course not no one wants that no one deserves that but you know Moyes has gone away and actually you know they 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 play progressive football. It's it's it and and you know they're quite good to watch. Um, yeah, I think that that uh, you know they'll they'll be fine. But as I say, like you know, what do people want? Because it's unrealistic for West Ham, given the financial disparity in the league, which is a completely another issue. And you know, obviously, I think that. Football is going to it is going to be detrimental to football and the league and English football as we know it. This this uh, you know financial disparity because it will eventually get boring. You know we don't want to be the Italian league where Juventus win, you know where City win the league ten times in a row or something. You know and we could easily be heading to that. So, you know I don't have a solution, but 
But my point is, you know, with things the way they are currently, realistically speaking, what do you want from your team if you're a West Ham fan? Because there's no way you're going to finish in the top four because you don't have the money to do it. You know, United can throw... Like, even though United are shit, you know, when, when you compare them to the rest of the top four, you know, they're miles behind Chelsea, miles behind City, miles behind Liverpool. But they're miles ahead of everybody else in terms of the how much they can spend on fixing a problem. You know, they've just gone and signed Ronaldo, for God's sake, when they didn't even need him. They, they begged Cavani to stay over the summer got him to sign another 400 grand a week contract and then Ronaldo became available and said you know what let's sign Ronaldo as well so we can only play one of them at this, uh, any fucking given time you know and Ronaldo yeah he only cost 12 million quid transfer fee but they're paying him a fuck ton of money they're paying him more than anyone in the league I guarantee it so you know if United can do that without even fucking looking at their midfield you know, if they can sign two fellas for one position, both on ri- ridiculously mental wages that you can't afford to pay, you know, how are you supposed to catch them? How are you? And, and they're the most mediocre team in the top four who who will finish in the top four in my in my predictions. You know, so I th- I think I think if West Ham fans think that they want to finish in the top four or think that they should be finishing in the top four, I think that's a little bit unrealistic. Same with Spurs and Arsenal fans because unfortunately the money being the way it is. It's just, it's just too much to get over, like, and 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 and, it, and it's a shame. It's unfortunate because you know, quite frankly, like you know, West Ham are a better coach side than Man United, but just by virtue of the the personnel they have on the pitch at any given time, they can pop up with a goal. And I don't know if that's. Anyway, look, it's, we're getting on a completely different issue. Point is, West Ham will be fine. They play good football and they're, and they're decent to watch and they're going to finish in the top seven, I would argue. Brentford, I don't know where they're going to finish. It's going to be a crazy ride, but I really hope they stay up. Um, I think they've definitely got enough to. It's just whether, you know, if they go on a bad run, mentality is a huge thing. And I think, it, you know, if, if, if they go on a bad run or they get a bad injury and you start picking up some poor results um, or they play well but lose which could happen to them quite a bit, then, you know, heads go down, don't they? And it would be a real shame, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I think and I think they should be okay because they're definitely better than at least three sides. And, I, you know, I know I'm sounding a bit like Steve Bruce. You know, as long as we're better than three, it doesn't matter. But that's not their mentality, but they definitely playing better currently than most of the league. And they're one to watch. As I say, Bright, if Brighton are on your box, put them on. If Brentford are as well, put them on. In fact, Brighton v Brentford. I think we've already had that, and it was disappointing nil nil, wasn't it, or one all? Um, but you know, it's uh, they're both good sides, and Brentford, yeah, really good to watch. Anyway, uh, speaking of good games to watch, the, the the headline game, Liverpool versus City at Anfield. Wow, this was a, uh, you know, this was not game of the season. I will put that out there. I don't want to be a Debbie down or anything, I don't want to piss on anyone's bonfire, but that first half was fucking shocking. Like, the first half, considering you got two of the best sides in the world, poor. Like, really poor. I mean, what do you expect? I suppose it, like, you know, what do you expect? Like, it's kind of like, yeah, they're both good sides, and so they cancel each other out or whatever, but they, they looked poor, and they both looked kind of nervous. Like, you know, Liverpool looked really leggy in midfield. Um, City could not 
um, pass it well in the first half, and it was just uh, it was just a bit a bit rubbish. And then obviously it picked up massively in the second half. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> so obviously I watched this live, um, like most people did, I assume. Um, some really good, some really good goals, and some huge talking points. So we'll go through the goals first, and then we'll. Well, I mean, you know, both these sides are really good, of course, and so you know they've. Salah had a really good game. So did Foden. I thought it was a bit shitty that lit that uh, Neville was like, "Oh, I'll give a joint man of the match." Why? What a dickhead. Anyway, um. I thought Foden was the best player on the pitch, by the way. Uh, just, just my two cents. I thought, but actually, I thought the best player on the pitch was Bernardo Silva. Like he, he was fucking brilliant. Considering he's not a central midfielder as well, and has been playing in central midfield, he's been fantastic. Uh, and he was fantastic in this game, and he was man of the match. Anyway, you know, obviously people will disagree with me. I am right though. Because if you look at the stats and if you watch the game, and if you actually think to yourself throughout that game, Bernardo Silva isn't a central midfielder, then you'd be like, wow, he was amazing in central midfield that day. Against Liverpool as well. You know, three fellas, three big fucking fellas, like bloody Fabinho, Henderson, and uh, who was the other dickhead who they had in midfield? Curtis Jones, you know. It's like the Monstars. (laughs) So yeah, Bernardo Silva was, was amazing against them. So anyway, look, let's get into the game. So Mane with the opening goal. Lovely little slide pass from Salah. I thought it was really good. Um, the first pass to Salah, though, was... Um, was that Milner? I don't know. can't remember who it was. But, you know, to release him, because he then turned the guy, and it was really nice, you know, and then obviously Salah slid it in to Mane, and it was a lovely, lovely finish. Um, nice little first-time finish. Uh, Foden's goal was really good, though. Um Again, was it Bernardo Silva who, uh, who, it was Jesus who passed it to him and it was a really nice little pass. So he started it, he had it on the right-hand side and they came in and found a good goal. Now, this is where it gets controversial because Bernardo Silva had the ball like, you know, three minutes before Salah scored the, uh, the second goal. And he went on a run and he got absolutely chopped out by Milner, who was already on a booking. Now, you could argue that Henderson was the one who actually fouled him, um, which, which you know, it probably did start with Henderson. But Milner scythed him down, essentially. And I'm not biased. I'm, not, I'm trying not to be. I really am trying to look at it objectively. But there's no way that's not a second booking. I'm sorry, any Liverpool fans, if you disagree with me, please tell me and we'll have a discussion about it. But I don't see how you can think anything other than that's a booking. Because if he wasn't booked, because he gave the free kick as well. It's not as though he missed the whole incident. He gave the free kick and didn't send him off. So that's even more baffling. Now, you know, you can then say, oh, well, actually, you know, Milner getting sent off wouldn't have made a difference to the game. It fucking would have, and it did. It did make a huge difference because Milner stays on the pitch, and he is on the pitch when Salah scores. Now, Milner affected the play in the run-up to Salah's goal. Now, you might say, Harry, that's nonsense. He didn't touch the ball, and you'd be right. 
but he still affects the play, and I'm going to tell you why. Now, if you watch Salah's goal, and a brilliant goal it was, but it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have happened, because Foden, if you watch Salah's goal, Foden will appear on Mo Salah's right shoulder, trying to tackle him from Mo Salah's right, and he avoids him very well. Now, the only reason he was there, though, is because Milner was standing on the touchline ahead of Salah when the ball gets played into him. And Foden was marking him or picking him up so and, and, and you know cutting off the pass. If Milner had been sent off when he should have been, then Foden's position is different and therefore the ball doesn't make it to Salah, potentially, because he would be cutting off the pass to Salah. And quite frankly... You know, it's not too much of a leap to say that because Foden had been playing on the left all game. He was there in the build-up to the goal. He was on the left touchline. If Milner's not there, then he comes in a bit and cuts out that pass option. It's, it's simple. So there is no way that that red card or that lack of a booking, therefore making it a red card, was not pivotal. And it meant that the goal happened the way it did. If Milner's not on the pitch, Foden, Foden's there to block the pass to Salah. Salah doesn't even receive the ball in that attack at that, at that stage. Now, obviously, he did. And Foden then comes in. And look, mate, like it was ridiculous. It was a great goal. Really good. Um, but yeah, should not have happened, basically. And are you telling me as well that if, if Milner gets sent off with 20 minutes to go, that that doesn't make a huge difference to City and it doesn't give them any impetus to go and win the game. Of course it does. So even if that goal happens the way it does, you know, the result could still have been different because, you know, if Milner gets sent off, then all of a sudden Klopp has to make a change and then boom, the goal doesn't happen no matter what. Like, so, you know, it was, again, a referee being shit. And... I'll tell you who else was shit, De Bruyne. Like, bloody hell, he loves a shit game, doesn't he, Everett, from time to time. You know, he loves he loves going missing in the big games, doesn't he? But, you know, he, lo- he loves also getting praised for doing fuck all against the... Or, you know, bullying the small teams. Like, yeah, Miller, like, De Bruyne's a really good player, but... Pff, come on. Not the best, is he? Like, because, he's, he, because he doesn't do it all the time. Like, he was poor in this game. And he looked absolutely shattered towards the end of it as well. He looked fucking buggered. And yeah, he scored a big deflected goal. Like if 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 Matip doesn't head it into his own net essentially, then it goes straight to Allison. So yeah. Um I thought it was an excellent second half. Uh and it showed that these two teams, as I say, are miles ahead of someone like United. Uh I think that honestly Liverpool on their day are better than Chelsea, maybe. Um well, no, actually, no. I take that back. I think that they're very much they're very much there, you know, in the conversation, as I say. But this is this is f- like as good as it gets for Liverpool. I think, like, in the sense that that was an amazing game, amazing performance. Their front three showed up, and everyone was brilliant, and everyone needs to stay fit for them to for them to try and win the league. But uh, wow, really good performance. Not the best game of the season. I think that was the Brentford Liverpool Brentford. I thought that was a phenomenal game. 
Um, but yeah, really good, really good performance from both sides. And yeah, the, these two sides are going to be amazing to watch going forward. Um, yeah, just just you know, really good. Um, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to praise Liverpool, but oof, it was it was really hard to take that. Uh, I mean, I don't. I I don't like Liverpool. You know that. You know that about me. You know, but and when something like that happens, it's just kind of like you know, it was definitely a red card. Also, I did, but I would say though, I would uh, you know, in defence of Liverpool, point out that Pep Guardiola's comments are completely. Um, obtuse like completely just like unnecessary as well because you know he came out and said oh well this is Anfield you know Old Trafford uh, Emirates no red card happens happens to City you know at the Etihad it's a red card bollocks all right City get away with fucking murder I mean look at the Kyle Walker red card against Southampton you tit like there is no way you can say that City don't benefit from fucking referee decisions because they do and yes, it evens itself out, supposedly. It doesn't. The big teams get these decisions, especially Liverpool and especially City. <laughs> I'm joking. No, no, I take that back completely. But yeah, it kind of, it, it, it does even itself out. Um, but yeah, it just, ah, like, it just, Guardiola annoyed me when he said that because it's it's absolutely so ridiculous. Well, not even, not even a month ago, they had something completely like chalked off completely in their favour, which and, and no one is still to this day. I challenge people on the on the chat when I spoke about it to to tell me why it, it should have been chalked off. You know why why it should have been overturned that red card against Southampton, and no one has been able to. And I've searched on Twitter, no one has given me a reasonable explanation as to why, other than City fans going, "Cause it was me," and it's just like you want to fuck off. Anyway, right. That's it. That's it about Premier League. Now I said I was going to talk about Champions League, but quite frankly, it's a bit depressing. You know, we've we've all we've heard about the Champions League. You know, City versus PSG. It should not be happening. This game, you know, PSG versus City. You know, they they won two nil. PSG. But you know, this game, it makes me sick. Like you know, the commentator said at one point, "Oh, if you love football, you can't not love this game." I think completely the opposite. You know, I hate this game because I love football. You know. PSG versus City, two state-owned clubs, you know, using these clubs for sports-washing purposes as tools, as pawns, is not a good look for football, and it should not be allowed. And, 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 it, and it's awful. And it is ushering in the death of football as we know it, quite frankly, because... You know, eventually we're going to get a European Super League that has not gone away. Eventually we're going to have a World Cup every two years and a Euros every every four years, or even and then they'll eventually do that every two years. So there's going to be an international tournament every year. Uh, when they revamp the Champions League in 2024, that's it's going to have more games. It's going to be like a league of ten teams or something mental. Um, so yeah, like it's just going in a very depressing direction. And when these teams were bought up by you know these states um that was the beginning of the end so you know um but hey the premier league was fun wasn't it you know that, that it was it was a good game liverpool versus city so yeah so that's it from me uh also shout out to sheriff fantastic win at real madrid that's what football's about to me you know a moldovan well a moldovan based club hailing from a country that technically doesn't exist Going to Real Madrid and, and beating them 2-1 with two shots. Phenomenal. I thought that was excellent. So, 
Yeah. There won't be any more of that, though. <laughs> when, when the big clubs have their way. Anyway. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's one of them, isn't it? And also, you know, United won last minute against Villarreal. Because, you know, guess who scored. So, but, yeah. Like, Champions League, you know, if you want me to talk about the Champions League in a bit more detail, I certainly can. You know, let me know. But, yeah. Um, it's been, it's, it's been, it was, it was a good week. It was a good weekend of football. I thought it was very, uh, it was very entertaining. The, uh, the second half of the, um, of the Liverpool City game. So, you know, hoping for more of that over the international break, pff, you'll be disappointed. So, you know, next week I won't be recording because it's, it's the international break and who cares? So yeah, it'll be probably next Monday when I'll do one. Uh, after the Arsenal Palace game, I'll, I'll, I'll record something. Uh, so get it published for you then. So yeah, um, just let me know if you're liking it. If you know what you want me to change, uh, what you want me to mention. Anyway, yeah, I'll. Uh, this was a good one. Uh, you know, I enjoyed talking about the Liverpool City game. If you didn't like it, please let me know. <laughs> but yeah, um, take it easy, and I'll speak to you soon. All right.